Hello and welcome to Podcast and Curious with your host, me, Galena Ravina. You may have noticed I haven't had a new episode out in a few weeks here. I've been traveling, which is not something that I've said in over a year. I went to Cleveland to visit my family. That's the first time since I moved to California that I went an entire fiscal year without going home. Pretty crazy. But I had a couple family members that were the most vulnerable ones who already had COVID back in December. And lucky for me, they're okay. They're doing great. And because they are pumped full of antibodies... I felt like I could finally go home and see them, and so that was nice. I took a little trip. It was eight days. I brought my dog. I uh, saw some snow. I did some shopping, and that's about it, and then I came back, and then a couple days later, I left town again, and I went to uh, Phoenix, Arizona, where I supported my friend and hilarious comedian Pete Lee. He was taping a Showtime special at the Tempe Improv. And that was just a really fun weekend. It felt really normal. Arizona's a different country, it feels like, at least within the parameters of COVID protocol. Um, I can only compare to Los Angeles and, and how strict that's been. But I went to Arizona and it was just the wild, wild west. I mean, they will take your temperature some places just for show. And, and I appreciate whoever's making them do that, um, but they also have indoor dining, and a few of the restaurants that we went to, not only do they have indoor dining, they don't seem to be observing the uh, capacity rules either, and I'm not going to um, out any restaurants that I went to, because most of them were not full when we were in there, um, but one was certainly full, like they had people just asses in every seat. I could have easily reached behind me and grabbed a dinner roll off of the plate of the person sitting at the other table. That's about how crowded it was. Um, But all in all, I came home. I got tested, and thankfully nothing bad came of it. Just phenomenal weekend. We went to Sedona. We did a little bit of light rock climbing and seeing the sights and pretending crystals are real. And so that's that's why I haven't posted an episode in a while. But anyway, we're back, and I'm really excited for the episode that I'm releasing today. And that is because it's with uh, my friend Michael Burnett, who, if any of you have been following me over the years, you know I had a podcast with him a few years ago called Why the World's Ending Today. It was um, it was like almost like a news podcast, but we put this twist on it where we would just you know, we would take apart a subject, let's say wildfires, and we would spend the entire episode, we'd spend the entire episode talking about how wildfires could lead to the end of the earth, and most of it was exaggeration, but that was like kind of part of the fun of it, was we'd be like, okay, if a wildfire starts here, it could potentially not be stopped, and it could spread to here, and here, and so forth, and so on. Um, I wish I could recreate it, but at the end of the day, we had to let that podcast go. We ended up taking the episodes off of the server, and, you know, that that's what happened there. Anyhow, um, we had a really good talk. I don't want to go too much into it, because I'll just let him explain, but I had him on today's episode to tell me about his experience during the blackouts that just happened in Texas a couple weeks ago. And with that being said, let's just get straight to the episode. Anyway, here is Michael Burnett. 
Good to see you. Great to see you. Great to see you. After I found the correct Zoom room. <laughs> yeah, only an hour late. I was just sitting there waiting for you. Uh, I was running out of lonely. wine. I, I was, it's just, you know what? It's, I'm not going to get too mad at you. It's fine. It's fine. It's not like you've done this a dozen times already. So, <laughs> you know, it's not, it's not a big deal. How are you? I'm I'm good. I uh, you know did some notary work today, and good. I've actually had. Uh, I normally don't get hit up by friends of mine, like comedian friends or otherwise, to do notary stuff. I think just because most of our uh, people that we hang out with are not adult enough to need things notarized. There, no one's no one's buying a house. No one is buying no a one's, house that we know. So no, nobody's buying a house. So very rarely am I notarizing things for people that I know. Right, but. I, I think Mercury's in retrograde or the moon is in some phase or something, but I've had like four comedians hit me up just this week. Nice. Um, so that has been kind of cool because it's people that I haven't seen in almost a year and it's like fun just to be able to be like, Oh, Hey, good to see you. How's it, how's it yeah, going? Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's great. You get to see him and then you get to be like, okay, so that'll be $300. <laughs> yeah, I'm not cheap. I actually did turn it down a job today because the woman lowballed me and I was like, I'm a little busy to accept no, that. Kind of yeah, price. that's ridiculous. Good for you. Good for you. Yeah. It's nice to talk to you in podcast form. That really I takes know. me back. It takes me back so far. It takes me back so far too. Um, for any listeners that don't know, Michael and I used to host just the incomparable show, Why the World's it's Ending incredible. Today. Incredible and it was show. good. It was so good. It was fun. It was dangerous. And it lasted about a year and a half until the Comedy Store Recording Studio kicked us out. <laughs> Did it last that long? It was, it was like a year and a half, wasn't it? Yeah, that's wow. It was a year and a half. Yeah. 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 Because I lost my job and then decided to not try to find a new one. Mm-hmm. And I think it was you. You were like, why don't we just use the time that we have? Yeah. And, uh, and yeah. And then we we finally figured out how to how to make the podcast interesting, like the episode before they canned us. <laughs> it's, uh, it's a real shame. It's a real shame. But I do have three new topics for you. So let's jump into it. huh? <laughs> Could you imagine if I just brought the exact same fucking like last structure? That <laughs> if, we did? if we're still talking about why. Well, actually, I remember we covered things that are still relevant. Like I know we covered Mitch McConnell. I know mm-hmm. we covered mm-hmm. global warming and probably volcanoes and all sorts oh, yeah. of other things that are oh, yeah. still a threat there. They didn't go away. Yeah. Yeah. So be, be wary. Yeah. Only we went away. And yeah. And that was good. I think that was good. <laughs> people were like, okay, that's, you guys can get out. Of I here. miss doing it. We had such a great routine and I had just stopped working full time too. So it was the first time I was having to like deal with uh, creating my own schedule and to have that two hour window where we were booked at the comedy store and it was so fun and we got to pull in and it's daytime so we could park in the back, yeah. <laughs> which yeah, yeah, is yeah. like, you know, uh, like a rite of passage sort of, uh, yeah, was, was like, why are you freaking that. That out? Nice. Yeah, that was, that was nice. <laughs> it was that nice. Was cool. And we'd, we'd have our, we'd make our coffee runs and then we'd sit down there and then we'd hear strange noises because that basement has secrets and yeah, People I miss die it. Down there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I miss it too. I, I, it was. Inter- I was hoping that like doing that would have given me, as an unemployed person, like some structure to build around. And instead, Sorry. all that happened. Did you just throw up? What did you do? <laughs> I I sneeze. That's the first time I ever sneezed while recording. I was. Did you mute yourself and then sneeze, or did it just come up out of nowhere? Or do you sneeze so quietly that I couldn't hear it and it looked like a vomit on Zoom? I sneeze quietly. That's impressive. If I sneeze, the computer monitor will fall backwards. <laughs> it's my codependency issues. I can't even sneeze and disturb people. Oh, that's really sweet. 
that's you should work on that <laughs> you should work on that so we can't do a podcast together anymore because you fucking picked up and moved i did uh because of that because i didn't <laughs> want to do a podcast anymore with you i said i'm out of here um no yeah i've, I've been in austin for five months i think September, yeah, some five-ish, five-ish months, almost six, and it's been it's been absolutely way better than I thought it was. Like I, I could have expected. So it's. Do you uh, have low expectations? Awesome. I mean, you wanted to move there. I, well, I just I never had like considered leaving LA, and so I didn't really know what to expect. And I was like, it's going to be way different, and it's been so great. It's been so great to like. It's so hard to explain unless you've lived in LA, like, and and then move somewhere that's not LA or New York, really. Uh, when you move away, there's a like a, a little bit of, like a slowdown that happens where you can kind of um, breathe and just live your life, and there's not like that intense pressure every day to like grind hard and like make it and like wonder how you're going to pay rent at the end of the week or whatever. Um, which almost then makes you kind of work a little harder because now you aren't under so much pressure and you feel a little bit more able to compartmentalize those things that need work. Um, so it's been it's I'm getting a little bit too deep for it, but it's been great. It's been great. That's good. Although I haven't felt, I mean, granted you moved truly mid pandemic. Legitimately. Yeah. Mid, mid pandemic. I was out. Mm -hmm. And uh, the, like, there hasn't been a grind feeling here because there's been no grinding to be done, but I know what you mean. Right. I remember right. that that was the sentiment. Well, and I think, yeah, like, you know, having lived in LA as long as I did, I know I look gorgeous and young on the video, but um I was there for 12 years. I was there for 12 years. And there was a constant, like, just that LA pressure just to keep, you know, keep grinding is a word I want to come back to. But uh, uh, even though the pandemic had happened and everything shut down and so the grinding had stopped, there was still even an element of coming to Austin and being like, like just breathing and just being able to chill for a little bit. So it's been fact, um, there's just not as big of like a population of people trying to uh get into entertainment because i think that's where most well, of this pressure comes from there's well also like la and, and new york is the same way like it's it just it's never ending there's always people there's always traffic there's always this there's always that and in other cities there is time where there's not something happening if that makes sense so like it's not necessarily because there's less people in entertainment and in, in moving here, I have done my best to kind of jump into the comedy scene while maintaining sort of COVID safety protocol, whatever. Um, but it's, it's more of just like a, an, an energy in the city. Like it's just more of a welcoming kind of do your thing. Don't just do, you know, do it at your own, own, own speed or own pace, as opposed to like all of your friends suddenly becoming like showrunners at ABC. Like every other day, somebody you know is like, well, I just sold my first script, sold my second script got an HBO special and you're like, I got to fucking work harder, work harder, work harder. Um, so just to separate from that, just in the short term, because we're, you know, me and my girlfriend, we're coming back, but in the short term, it's been really nice and, and, and pleasant to just be here for a bit. What about the bats? So the bats are in my apartment right now. I can't speak too loud about them because they'll hear me. Um, they, uh, they are so cute. Um, like it's in all actually, seriousness. In all seriousness, no, we live um, within walking distance from that bridge where that happens. Mm -hmm. uh, and so we can just go walk and see it. It smells like absolute shit um, under the bridge, but it's really, really cool. It's really, really cool to go watch it. And I've never seen anything like it. And it's like a million and a half bats just explode out from under this bridge. And it lasts for like 
them flying away will last like a half an hour and it's just this constant stream of like little black flying creatures um but it's cool it's really cool if it's any consolation it also smells like shit underneath the bridges in la yeah and that's what kind of makes me happy that i'm here because it kind of feels like home <laughs> that feels like home. is it every night in the summer yeah or in this in the, I, I think in the spring summer and fall but in the winter um uh, also i think a lot of the bats just died because of the freeze um, but, uh, yeah, it's every night in the, in the warmer months. Yeah. I didn't really know that like Texas has all four seasons. I kind of assumed cause it was South that it wasn't even feasible for it to snow there. And boy, was I wrong, but that like just struck me as like, Oh shit, it snows there. Well, no, that's, I mean, you're generally correct. And, and if, when you get far enough South, like you would think Austin is, it's not supposed to. I mean, like occasion, like once a winter, you might get a dusting, right? And then it'll get cold. It'll get into the 30s or whatever. But what happened a few weeks back was not supposed to happen, which is why the energy grid couldn't handle it and, and just exploded. Um, but it may be the new normal. So who knows? It may be the new normal. I, I always am like thinking that I have some secret information that other people don't have, which is not true. But my friend that works at FEMA just constantly reminds me like these surges in extreme weather are just going to mm-hmm. keep happening. Yeah. And she's trying to tell me go buy a house in the Midwest because it's going to end up being the most tolerable climate. And I'm like, she's probably not wrong. Well, we were thinking about that too. I was talking to, to my girlfriend. We were talking about like, okay, is this a long-term thing? Like should we maybe think about buying a house here? And then we looked at house prices and we were like, okay, maybe Nebraska. Maybe we'll look at Nebraska. <laughs> It's been, it's, it's a little LA, like this is, it's, it's LA housing prices here almost. Um, Already? I thought that was part of the appeal was people were going over there for Well, it costs. is, so like the area that we live in is like super nice or whatever, like so good. Um, but the apartment prices are noticeably cheaper, like hilarious, like people were t- telling me how expensive Austin was going to be and it's not there yet, but like the housing prices and buying actual because everybody's buying like houses, lots to tear down and rebuild and then like, you know, resell or whatever. And so we, uh, Taylor found a, a, a listing for a house that was on 0.13 acres. Um, it was a 500 square foot, uh, two bedroom, one bath house, which That's is smaller house. than That's my a apartment. studio apartment. It is smaller than my apartment for like seven hundred thousand dollars. Jeez, that's a and joke. It's, it's in this area that we're in, which is like we're in like Travis Heights, kind of South Congress area, which is like a really desirable area. Um, but it was still just like, good lord, like how dare you price it at that? And somebody's gonna pay for it. Like somebody's gonna come here, and you know, some Tesla engineer is gonna buy it. Like it's no big deal. Right. It's be fine. Yeah, that's. I mean, at least you can get. That doesn't sound like a whole house, but over here, that's not even gonna get you a condo. No, yeah. So it's not it's not like LA ridiculous yet, but it was still like, you know, it, it was it takes you aback. You're just like, oh my god, I can't believe it's that expensive. And so yeah, not great. So I spoke to you a little well, I just needed to like text you and make sure you were alive a couple of weeks ago when everything happened. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and the only things that we really got to touch on was that you had told me you guys were on a bus for a little bit. Right, and we were literally on a bus. You ended up at your mom's friend's house. Mm -hmm. And this is a detail that I was sharing because I was home visiting family in Ohio. And I just kept telling everyone, I go, Michael just told me they're boiling snow for water. And my grandpa's uh, brother who lives in Ukraine called and goes, 
do you guys need us to send you some bread? We hear things are pretty bad over there. And he meant what was going on in Texas. So I've been like dying to get your full account. Spare me no detail. Okay, cool. So we'll start. So it happened. uh, It started on the like the, the weekend of Valentine's Day was really cold. And I like it like Austin most of the year is so hot it's it's and, and humid and, and gross it's it's awful um but i was kind of looking forward to a little cold and i thought it was gonna be nice and i had mentioned to to taylor i was like hey this this you know cold snap coming up is and i was i was being overly dramatic and i was like it's gonna be pretty bad we should kind of prepare for it and she was like whatever it's just a it's a cold front it's gonna be fine which is what most people probably expected because that shit doesn't happen here mm-hmm. right so so on the weekend of valentine's day i got really cold and then uh, on the Sunday, going into Monday to start the week, um, it was like 20 degrees or whatever. Wow. And our power went out. It just it just stopped uh, right there in the middle of the night. Mm-hmm. Sunday that to was Monday? Sunday to Monday. So in, yeah, we woke up on Monday morning with no power. Um, I could not go to work. I obviously work remotely. And so my com- you know, computer and shit was not not working. And so we uh, we woke up and... I've I've lost power before. I think most people have lost power before. It's not that big of a deal. Yeah. In the short term, it's kind of like okay, it'll come back on, whatever. And so we woke up uh, and went out to get some um, some food or, or find some coffee. Excuse me. And so we walked around and we go to this hotel. And it was a really like winter wonderland kind of experience where it was snowing and it was beautiful and like the 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 bridges were covered in snow and everything was all like you know fun like like yeah. an initial snow is. And was it a lot of walked, snow? A lot of snow, yeah. Well, for me, for here, it was probably like six or seven inches okay. um, uh, of snow, but it was it was still falling, and so it was kind of collecting. And and um, we walked through this hotel because that was one of the only places in the area that had power. Uh, in that hotel is an Alfred coffee, so we got a really nice coffee. Um, <laughs> you bougie and, bitch! You haven't changed yeah, at all. It was it was. I mean, it was so me, right? It was so me. <laughs> uh, and so we get some coffee, and we're hanging out, and then all of a sudden. The ceiling in the hotel, there's like one spot just collapses and like this water, like a column of water just starts falling out. Oh my God. And so we're, we're both kind of looking at it like, hmm, this is day one. Okay. All right. And so at that point, you don't know that it's day one. Well, right. So we're like, okay, well, this is, if if it couldn't handle this overnight, then then what the fuck? Mm -hmm. Uh, And so we went back home and we're like, okay, well, we'll just hang out. We had some, we had, we had got some food the day before just to prepare, just in case for like, you know, power went out or whatever. So we right. had some stuff to kind of snack on, things like that. Um, and then later in the day, we went back to that same hotel, kind of, there, there's a restaurant there. So we got some food to eat and got a drink, kind of hung out. And was like, well, this is, this is really nice, like a, an unexpected day off, right? Mm-hmm. And so we had some fun. And then we come back home. At this point, like the heat hadn't really escaped our apartment just yet. So okay. while it was chilly, it was probably in the 60s, right? Okay. Um, where it's like 15 degrees outside. What we didn't realize was that the heat was escaping so fast from our apartment complex and everybody else's in, in not only Austin, but the surrounding areas and North Texas, especially. So the longer the heat was gone, the colder the apartment was going to get. Mm-hmm. And so we woke up on Tuesday morning, like, oh, this is cold. This is pretty cold. Um, we still had water, but no hot water. So mm-hmm. that, that will become a theme. Like there, the water was an issue. So Tuesday, we uh, went back to the hotel to get some coffee and they were like, we're out of supplies. We have nothing. Uh, we can only serve hotel guests. And the hotel guests couldn't leave because the airport was shut down because there was no power. Oh right? God. So we had nowhere to go, like nothing to do. And like no, at this point, like leftover food. 
And so uh, one of her friends didn't have power or water. So she joined us. And so we kind of huddled together that night and uh, with three people in the bedroom, like it kind of kept it warm, woke up on Monday and now it's freezing. Yeah. Now like the apartment is like, you know, not unlivable, but it's going to get there if we don't take some action. And so uh, it got to the point where we were like walking around one of the pizza restaurants down like a mile down the street suddenly got power back. And mm-hmm. one of the um, deep Eddie vodka, which is a vodka brand down here paid for like a 400 pizzas to be given out. So oh, wow. there was a line of people outside this uh, pizza yeah. restaurant, like accepting free food, including me. I got a pizza down there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, Taylor was in the apartment, like boiling water over some candles to try to like make clean usable water. Wow. Um, and then that night, candles. like, yeah. so the other thing is we couldn't leave because the streets were like, it had snowed and then the snow had frozen. And so now it's just an ice packed street. So you can't. That's so drive. dangerous. Yeah, I grew so up we were, in we Ohio. Like, like that's, I've hurt myself on black ice more times than I care to admit. It, right. But so like in, but in states like that, they're kind of prepared for where you have like salt or sand salt. trucks to kind of right. make the driver drivability a little possible. Mm-hmm. Um, Oh, I saw crazy videos of cars just Tokyo drifting all over Texas. Yeah, yeah, it was. I mean, it was everywhere you looked. There were cars just abandoned on the side of the road um, because you could not drive, and so we couldn't leave. We couldn't go anywhere. And her family lives like in Houston. They had power, but we couldn't get there because there was no way out. Because uh, my little Prius is not going to make it on the ice. Yeah. Um, and so we had to stay like Wednesday night, we had to stay here again. And we we're like, hey, we got to do something because we're getting low on, we don't have any food, like we don't have any water. We have to do something. And luckily my mom's uh, friend from high school, who was like, when I was a kid, it was like a, a kind of like a second aunt to me or like, my, it was also my mom's sister really. Uh, but I hadn't seen her in 15, 16 years. Yeah. And she lived like an hour and a half away. And so I contacted her uh, and her daughter on Instagram. Like, Hey, do you guys have power? Cause we, don't and it's cold mm-hmm. um and luckily they had power uh, but they had no water so okay we'll take that risk because they have heat but we can figure out something to drink or whatever mm-hmm. so we drove uh what would have taken us in non-icy conditions 40 minutes to get there it took us like an hour and a half two hours to get there um, how did you drive there I, we just risked it we just got, got all got in the car and just risked it yeah wow um and so then we had to uh we get there, they don't have any water. So we have, we're literally like boiling snow mm-hmm. to fill the toilet up so that we could use the bathroom. Oh my God. So we had to like, we had to like, uh, uh, ration our shits. Wow. Because you, you couldn't like, we would all have to like shit on top of each other because you only had one <laughs> enough water. Like it took, it's not like boiling snow sounds easy, but, uh, it no, does it's not probably give you not much water. that much water, right? Exactly. Like the water expands when it's frozen. And when you, when you melt it, there's not a whole lot of water. Even we yeah. were doing like trash cans full of snow. Wow. It was taking forever to, to, to boil it enough to use because you had to get like this much water, right. To fill the back of the toilet up. So it would flush full. Right. So we had to like shit on top of each other, uh, which is great. Um, and by this point we hadn't showered in like four or five days. And so I boiled some snow to, to take like a tiny little shower. Wow. Um, and finally by like, uh, I guess it must've been Friday night or Saturday morning. Um, we got notification from the apartment complex that power was back. But I forgot to mention before we went to my mom's friend's house, like you said, the apartment complex found a bus that was powered by diesel, gasoline or whatever that could run on the gas and heat up the the inside of the bus. And if we hadn't had that bus, like we would have been inside my apartment in like 30 degree weather. How long were you on the bus? 
hours, hours and hours and hours. And luckily we, we got to the point where we got warm enough where we came back to the apartment to sleep and like put on all the sweaters that we had and rolled over like, so we could actually like lay in bed and, and sleep. And that worked. And it was, you know, thank God for all that. But it was like, wild. Like people were wandering the streets, looking for water, looking for food. It was insane. And there are still some parts of Austin that don't have drinkable water. So when we got back to still? the apartment, still, uh, but we, when we got back to the apartment, um, we were under a water boil, water boil notice. Mm-hmm. You, you have, you've, you've heard of it. You're like, you know what that like, so the water's not safe if yeah. you boil it to use it. And it was on, we had a water boil notice for like two or three days or two days, I guess, not three days, but it was just wild. Like the system could not handle seven inches of snow and then like three days of sub freezing temperatures. It turned the whole state truly into a third world country. I mean, that whole experience that you just, I'm like, that's Ukraine pre- Dude, it was <laughs> like legitimately like the bus that came over the apartment and they sent this email out that said refugee bus has arrived. Oh. And so we got on a refugee bus to heat up wow. and plug our phones in and like all that shit. It was, it was wild. The whole state like turned into, there was no water. There was no electricity. There was no food. The grocery stores could not receive supplies because trucks couldn't drive in to give them food. Right. So it was like legitimately, you know, a, a third world country for a couple of days. It was wild. How much of like the area that you were in, was it a hundred percent power loss? Yes. Wow. Well, there were some buildings downtown that had power. Yeah. Cause didn't someone have a generator, you know? Well, no, the thing was like, there was some, like, uh, there were some hospitals, like there's, so there's the energy grid and then there is like a separate section of the energy grid Mm -hmm. that is meant for like emergency stuff, like hospitals and, and things like that, that cannot go down. And so what the reason that, things will lose power is so the power can be given to the emergency grid or whatever. But there were some places downtown that still had power um, because apparently some of those buildings house like really important telecommunications infrastructure on the roof. So like cell towers, things like that, that uh-huh. have to receive power. And so people were complaining and rightfully so like the whole city was dark except for like the gorgeous downtown skyline was lit up like a Christmas tree. Yeah. So that was weird. That is weird because then, and I, I have no understanding at all of how power grids work or anything because I just assume it goes down. That means there's just none left for anybody, that it's like not working. And, you know, the question for me is like, how do some people, how do those buildings even have the capability of getting power and nobody else does? Like, why does that work? Yeah, well, so there's, yeah, we had to kind of learn about that, but there's some sort of backup power grid system or emergency power grid system where the reason we all lost power was so that the whatever little powers left can be given to like a hospital so people don't die on you know on ventilators or whatever um so that was yeah that's i guess why why power was kind of taken but the larger theme is that texas is on its own power grid which i guess we all learned that week right it's a, it's a separate thing from the national grid so we could not pull reserve energy from other states because the systems are not connected Mm-hmm. So other states, when power power like goes down as a catastrophe, they can call on their neighboring states to help. And Texas didn't do that. And also, Texas, because of these dumbass like free market like super conservative Republican ideals, does not like have any power in reserve to use for situations like this because they're rare, sure. But also, if that power sits in reserve, it can't be used, and thus people can't be charged for it, and money can't be made on it. Right. And so they don't just hold power just in case because it's a waste of money. And then hundreds of people died because of that. 
Is that what the death toll was? I didn't fully keep track. I just kept hearing different things and then didn't hear a final count. The death toll just from Houston, I read it the other day, was like 53 or 54. Wow. And Houston didn't get it that bad. Yeah. So the numbers probably won't come out in actuality for a while and and even then probably might be doctored. So we'll see. And then nobody's even going to go to jail for this, huh? No, of course not. Because the system worked the way it's supposed to. By not working. Exactly. Exactly. And so, the, the, well, the other fucking thing is they're going to charge people like $10,000 per house because the energy prices went through the roof. Well, of course they were. That's exactly what you wanted to happen. So it's, it's wild. Well, I heard that too then. There were all these stories coming out of people who did have power and then getting these tens of thousands of dollar bills. And it's like, that doesn't make any sense at all. How could the system fail so much? Mm-hmm. And are the, hopefully those people don't actually owe that money because that's insane. Yeah, who knows? I mean, that's all still, I guess, to come because that power bill is going to come this month as opposed to the last month. So who knows? Oh, yeah. You'll have to see what yours is, too, because you guys. Luckily, we got I got a I saw something on Instagram from one of the Austin City Council members saying that our utility company is not going to take that that energy surplus cost and turn it to the consumers that use that energy company. So we're going to be okay. We're going to be fine. Um, uh, Better be. Yeah, right. It's, it's it's fucking absurd. It was just absurd. Like none of it had to happen, and it happened because of a system that was set up to do exactly that. Mm-hmm. I mean, what, like, what was going through your head? What was going through like everybody? You said you were with a friend. Like, what was everybody saying? Were you guys freaking out? I mean, no, not really. Not until like the third and fourth day started to come on, and we were like, we got to do something. Because mm-hmm. I, I mentioned to Taylor, like, should we go to my mom's friend's house uh, out in Horseshoe Bay? Uh, and, and she was like, man, yeah, look, the power could come back on tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And she was like, I was like, yeah, that's probably right. Yeah, let's just chill. Let's see what happens. Uh, no reason to risk that kind of crazy icy drive. Right. But then by like the fourth day, it was like, oh, shit. Okay, now we're in trouble. Um, and so, again, if we hadn't had that warming bus, I don't know what would have happened. I don't think we would have died, but we would have been in some pretty serious trouble. Yeah. I mean, people can get hypothermia and all sorts of other issues. That, mm-hmm. And then on top of that, you can't even get any water to drink. Exactly. And and you couldn't find water anywhere because none of the stores had power. None of the stores had any supplies. So yeah. like if you didn't have water, you were out of luck. So when did the power come back because the temperature went back up or like what, what ended yeah. up happening yeah. that you could come home? So yeah, the, the temperature went up, the freezing, the frozen systems started to lift. Um, started to kind of rise back up and then the, the the drain or the strain on power from people who still had it began to lessen because they didn't need as much heat or power to you know to power their, their homes or whatever and so then it began to power began to build back up and then be able to be spread you know across different i guess power grids or, or power systems so so yeah, if it gets but, cold again tomorrow this will just happen again they haven't had time to fix it or or what yeah, like had the system, had the cold snap or the polar vortex or whatever been like a two-week thing, mm-hmm. it would have been like an absolute insane disaster. Um, so who knows what would have happened. That could happen. It could get cold again next week. Uh, you shut up. You know, <laughs> shut up. That's all I have to say about that. <laughs> Fingers crossed. Now, if, yeah, if it happened again, I mean, it's just like, fuck. Like, that's, that, that's bad news. Yeah, I heard about this um, one woman who is like a landlord and has a building and all of the pipes burst when they froze. And it's like, that's going to be so costly for her to replace Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. when it's not her fault that that happened. Yeah, yeah. We had a pipe burst out uh, out in front of our apartment 
And there was a truck on site from some disaster recovery service for like a week cleaning it up. So it was like that, that happened all over the city too. Like water, water pipes burst, which then resulted in people not being able to get water, even though it might've been clean. So it was pretty wild. I mean, that's probably what happened at that hotel that you said there was a hole in the roof. That was probably a burst pipe. It was, yeah. The water was just pouring out of the roof. It was crazy. Wow. And what's crazy is that my friend that's in FEMA was like, I don't know why we haven't gotten called, but we haven't. It's the, 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 the fucking conservative leadership refuses to take blame and say, you know what? We messed up on this and we need help. Mm-hmm. Like that Rick Perry, the ex-governor of Texas was like, Texans would rather freeze and ask for federal help. And it's like, That's so crazy. Yeah. And I asked her, Absolutely. Fuck you. <laughs> I was like, why doesn't FEMA just go out? And she says, oh, cause the state has to ask FEMA can't just deploy. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, the federal emergency management is whatever you have to ask for that help. Uh, and if Texas didn't ask for it, then it wouldn't happen. It's just childish. Straight up. It's, to let it's, people it's so suffer. Dumb. It's so dumb. It's, so, it's dumb. so dumb. So many people suffered and probably continue to suffer. And I'm sure there's neighborhoods where things aren't fixed yet and it's aren't going to yeah. be fixed for some time. Yeah, my, my coworker who lives in the north side of the city does not have uh, drinkable water yet. And it's been two weeks. Yeah. So, my God. Uh, and that, I'll tell you, that is why the world is ending today. <laughs> it is. Um, but on the heels, I want to talk to you about this because I'm sure you have opinions about it. But on the heels of all of this weather and power grid disaster, now they want to open the whole damn state and take away the mask mandate. What the hell is that? I don't. It just it because the word on the street is like that, that the governor is just trying to pull focus from the disaster mm-hmm. and like trying to start a new kind of news cycle around it. Uh, and then well, that's like the shitty. Yeah, that's exactly what he's doing. And the day after he announced the lift of the mask mandate, did you see that he tweeted, or the the governor's office tweeted that Biden's immigration plan is going to allow a bunch of COVID-positive Mexicans to come in and affect the whole state? And it's like, no, your mask mandate is going to, you stupid asshole. Uh, And so luckily, like, I mean, we live in what is a liberal enclave in in Texas. Um, And so a lot of the businesses around here are still maintaining the mask mandate so even though the, the governor's going to lift it like businesses still have the right to say no you can't come in without a mask right as um, they should to protect their workers and customers yeah but the problem is fucking like like the grocery stores around here like teenage workers are getting yelled at and physically like uh confronted because they're asking customers to put their mask on and these stupid assholes are mm-hmm. yelling at children about a mask mandate so it, it's going to get bad it's going to get bad yeah. And then how do you feel about things 100% opening? I mean, were they ever closed or was it kind of like for show? No, they were never closed, but even like most places are operating at at least half, if not less capacity. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I still don't know if like in other cities, yeah, it's, they're going to go 100% capacity. Uh, I don't think Austin's going to do that just yet. I think there's still going to be the majority of places are going to have their, their COVID safe kind of guidelines in place. And it's just like, we're going to be all vaccinated by June. Like, let's just, just wait, just wait. Just, it's so close, especially when how long it's already been. Like, June feels really close. It does, right? I feel really, really good about that timeline. And if Texas wanted to set a really awesome example for the rest of the country, they could, like, really crank up unemployment benefits or, like, pay people to stay home and be right. like, hey, let's do this right. Let's wait just a little bit. Let's take care of each other. But they're not going to do that because, you know, fuck everybody. Yeah, that's not their ideals at all. I, I saw this really funny gif that was, um, I think they took it from, what's that 
wrestling that people are really into theatrical wrestling theatrical wrestling yeah what's that organization that does it uh like uh, uh wwe yeah i think it was okay. a wwe gif and it was I'm calling uh, it theatrical wrestling from now on that's that's <laughs> so very okay. <laughs> i call it like it is it's theatrical wrestling anyway in the gif there's a theatrical wrestler pushing a guy in a wheelchair the guy in the wheelchair has like casts on plus he's in the wheelchair and the other guy uh just like wheels him down a flight of stairs (laughs) and it was it was like a tweet about texas and about the reopening that's exactly what it's going to be like people are going to fall out of their wheelchairs (laughs) and full body casts so hey at least we can still do comedy here so i'm still i'm going to keep doing that kind of i don't know yeah it's going to get better it's great the scene here is awesome everybody's super nice Uh, i haven't like i said i haven't really like inserted myself too much into the scene just because it's a, it's a tough balance to strike but uh but it's, it's great the talent here is is, is impressive and it's, it's really cool local talent or like transplant talent a mix of both a mix of both yeah and have, I, have you been on joe rogan's podcast yet have you betrayed me for, have, for yeah, podcast? Yeah. <laughs> it's coming out oh it's i think next monday it's coming out so yeah <laughs> yeah me and him me him and elon are on, on the episode so perfect nobody will see it now that it's on spotify yeah, unfortunately. Well, what are you going to do? So, um, yeah. Wait, I had a good question. It evades me. No, you didn't. Well, you said, okay, so y- you like it, but you don't like it enough that you're not still planning on moving back. Well, I mean, no, like, I, I do like it, yes. It is, it is really great, but L.A. still, and Taylor and I have this conversation, like, three times a week, like, L.A., still feels like home. It still feels like there's still a pull to go back there. So it is, it is great. But um, when the time is right, we'll come back. And, and that time could be sooner than we expect, or it might be longer than we thought it would be, but um, but it's still home out there. Give me, give me your, uh, like a couple, give me three pros and three cons of your Texas experience since you've been there. Okay. Uh, three pros would be, I can still do stand up. Um, I, the food is great. And it takes you maximum 10 minutes to get anywhere. That's one of okay. The three cons, I have gotten worse at stand-up. <laughs> I have uh, put on at least 12 pounds. Uh, and everyone has a gun, and so I'm not quite sure who to get mad at and like worry about my life. Being oh, scary so. i hadn't even thought about that it's yeah. that i mean i know you say like austin's like a liberal haven but it it can't be all that it's probably still no it's yeah really it's, it's still texas and like and i grew up with guns I, I i like him it's 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 still you know i, I i'm not anti-gun but like every every truck that you see has a come and take it sticker on it <laughs> and you're like you really want that to happen don't you really want someone you want to shoot somebody so bad don't you so bad and yeah. over guns, not even anything yeah. else. You want to shoot somebody over a gun. That's, that's yeah. what they want so bad. <laughs> that is so intimidating. I yeah. had that same, though. I, like, forget how red Ohio is until I go home. And I hadn't totally. been there in a year. And then yeah. I was at the mall with my friend. And there was a sign that said, like, hey, you can't bring your concealed carries yeah. in here. And I go, yeah. who's trying to bring it into Nordstrom? Right. And she's what like, you, oh, no, this is a problem. <laughs> Yeah, it's, people want to shoot these dresses a lot. So, yeah, <laughs> they just want to shoot the Madewell hanger for charging eighty dollars for jeans. That's you. You should get a gun for that. You should get a. Gun. I should get a gun for that. No, yeah. I wouldn't. Do you think I should have a gun? Yes. 
<laughs> yes, I do. I think you and nobody else should have a gun. I'm very intimidated by guns. I've seen one in person once, I think. You've no, seen one true. in person once. No, that's not true. I've seen one in my household. Okay. When I was growing up, I, my grandpa had like left his in the shoe closet in a shoe. And I the was gun like, closet. There was a shoe in the gun closet. <laughs> there was a shoe in the gun closet. And I was like, there's a gun in the house. That's interesting. And then I never thought about it or heard about it again. Well, I think you're blacking out what happened after that. Your memory is, says your, your brain is not allowing you to understand that you shot one of your family members and you were institutionalized for a while. Yeah. Um, but I don't think that outside of like on a military person or like a police officer, I've not seen one in person that's not like attached to somebody in a uniform. Yeah, they're still fun. They're, they're, <laughs> it, like, I'd recommend trying to shoot one. They're, they're, they're pretty fun. Try to like shoot clay, clay plates. Why is that clay so pigeons. hard to say? Clay pigeons. Clay pigeons. <laughs> it's not clay plates. Uh, you could call it that, but it's yeah. People call them clay pigeons. Interesting. And it's not a pigeon. Mm. In clay. Not anymore. Not anymore. Anyway, uh, it's they're a rounded plate, disc. They're plate. They're disc shaped. Yeah. Yeah. But it's called a pigeon. It's called, yeah, it's called a pigeon. Why? Probably because they used to release like live birds that would you know fly in every different direction to shoot. Oh, they couldn't have renamed it to try to like sweep that bad history under the rug. No, you want you want to have some nostalgia with the with the act. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, um, I was in Arizona over the weekend, and that felt like being in a different country. You were in Sedona, right? I was in Sedona. I was also in Phoenix for a little okay. bit, and okay. you probably had this experience because, like, the way that things have just been so closed here that it was just startling to get there and see people just like living yeah. their regular ass lives. Dude. Yeah. In, in my you first probably moved there Texas, over the summer. Like, exactly. Like, wow. Everyone's just out. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, oh. Do you indoor dine? You doing it? Unfortunately I do. Um, not often. <laughs> not, I've, I mean, I'm, we cook all the time, but on rare occasion we'll go out. Uh, and luckily being Texas, it's usually warm. So we can usually sit outside. But, um, oh yeah. I, I'm, I'm guilty of that, yeah, unfortunately. Well, I did it for the first time over the weekend. It was, it felt crazy. It's weird, right? I, I did it for the first time when I visited here to check out like the areas of town. Mm-hmm. And I can remember sitting in the restaurant being like, I don't, this is not something, I'm, I'm wrong. And I was, and you were too. And yep. I continue to be. <laughs> I was very relieved today when I got my uh, negative result. I was like, yeah. weekend of yeah. being irresponsible is behind me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, at some of the restaurants, it was like half capacity or there, or there was distance. But then I went to this but one. Still. Really, still, but then this restaurant that I went to in Sedona, which was like just always booked to the brims, very hard to get a table, like one of the nicest restaurants in Sedona. That bitch was at 100% capacity. The people behind us were fully sitting, you know, like every yeah. table had people at it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there are those moments where you're just like... This is why we're still here. This is why this is still happening. Yeah. So, but then you're also guilty of it. And you're like, oh, fuck me. Like, what else? Right. But it also was like weirdly freeing. And I'm like, I don't, I don't necessarily want people to hear this and think I'm like a terrible person for leaning in and enjoying the weekend that I had. But I have been one of the most careful, one of the most anxious people. Well, yeah, for you a can't year. really be blamed for like breaking on vacation. 
Yeah, I, I think so too. I think when I was have been so good and arguably better than like a lot of the people that I see on a day-to-day basis, I, I was the only person at the airport. Like the first time I flew back in October, there were a lot of people that had like the N95, the surgical mask, the face shield. And I was that person and I would see other people with that setup and we'd kind of like look at each other and, you know, give each other a wink. Like, yeah, we're the safe ones. Look at us yeah. wearing three layers of protection. Right, and right. then as time went on and then I traveled to Cleveland, I'm the only one <laughs> in a face shield, like nobody else is doing it. And I'm like, what's going on? It's It's still just as dangerous as it was five months ago. And like yeah. people are just easing up and, I hadn't been that person that was easing up until this weekend that I had out of town. And then I was like, if I don't radically accept that this is how it is here right now, I'm going to go crazy and not enjoy my trip. Yeah. Yeah. That's a weird, that's a weird balance to strike when you're in a situation, but, uh, but I feel you on that. It is. I just freaking want the vaccine so bad. It, it's, I've never experienced this before in my life where I've like no, that's been dying that, to get a vaccine. Yeah, too bad you're so goddamn healthy that you're not eligible for it yet. But I'm in the same boat, so what are we gonna do? And nobody's gonna believe that I'm 65 because I look this good. I know, right? That's a fucking these moisturizers are great. It's the retinol. It's the goddamn retinol. <laughs> What's your guys' vaccine schedule look like? Uh, it's tough to get. We both scheduled or, or registered for one, but we're not in one A or one B as far as groups go. So uh luckily the i guess biden administration announced there'll be enough by for everybody by may mm-hmm. but um as for now we're just kind of like waiting to get a random email from uh someone saying hey you registered and it's available now so come on in yeah so i just uh i can't wait i wish somebody would just like shoot me with a blow dart full of vaccine when i'm not even looking and just like yeah Surprise me. That'd be, That'd be incredible. That's a really good, that's a cool like birthday surprise to get for people. Actually now, and we, well, that's what we should do for the next few months. Oh, take yeah. someone to for just blow dart somebody with a vaccine. <laughs> be like, happy birthday. That would be the best gift you could give me, my freedom. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> that's right. If I could, I would, but uh, I'm in Austin living my life. So I can't. <laughs> Making out with bats and whatnot. So many bats. You're just trying to start that next coronavirus over there. I'm doing my best. God damn it. I'm doing my best. I am kissing every bat I see uh, with tongue, but they are clean. They're all clean. So what are you going to do? Um, what's the food situation over there? Heavy. <laughs> Quite. It's it's great. Everything's great. Like there, We've had a couple of, of places where you've been just been like, this is bland, mm. but it's so few and far between. Like everything is is so good. It's so good. So matter of fact, I've, I'm at the uh, in the call center. I have to go pick up uh, the best fried chicken sandwich I've ever had in my life. I've, Ooh. Uh, Taylor ordered it online for so we we have sandwiches waiting for us that uh, that are I'm very excited about. Oh, I'm sure. Um, I'm gonna need a photo of that sandwich when you get yeah, it. It's gonna blow your mind. It's it's the best <laughs> I've ever had in my life, and I know fried chicken. <laughs> I trust you, mm-hmm. but I won't keep you from your sandwich. I appreciate you coming on and telling me about the hell that you lived through <laughs> a couple weeks ago. I hope I hope people listen to this and they're like, "Wow, they're so funny! I want to see them in person." This is over. Yeah, I, th- I think they will. And and yeah. I hope they say, I hope they relaunch that podcast they used to do because it sounds great. They will. We'll we'll, we'll get that when you're back. <laughs> okay. All right. Cool. <laughs> uh, where can people find you? Uh, at Michael B Burnett on all all platforms. So. All right. Amazing. Thanks for coming on. And uh, everybody, thank you for listening and stay curious.